This episode of The New Way We Work is brought to you by Verizon, the network America relies on. This is The New Way We Work from Fast Company Magazine, where we take listeners on a journey through the changing landscape of our work lives and explain exactly what we need to build the future we want. I'm Fast Company Deputy Editor, Kate Davis. On a recent episode of the show, I talked to speaker and author Diana Kander about some of the common missteps that many managers make. Issues like micromanaging, withholding honest feedback, and failing to deal with problem employees. Even the best-intentioned leaders may be guilty of some of these behaviors from time to time. Turns out it's easier than we realize to accidentally become a bad boss. So I asked Fast Company contributor Gwen Moran to take a look at some of the more well-known bad boss characters in popular culture and dissect their behavior to see if there were any takeaways. Turns out leadership lessons are everywhere. Here's what some of the worst screen bosses can teach us. Our first lesson comes from one of the most infamous pop culture bad bosses, Miranda Priestly in The Devil Wears Prada. All right, everyone, gird your loins. The fashion magazine editor-in-chief, as played expertly by Meryl Streep, is rude, dismissive, and demoralizing. Employees are expected to be on call, and work-life balance doesn't exist in her world. I don't understand why it's so difficult to confirm an appointment. No, I'm so sorry, Miranda. I actually did confirm last night. Your incompetence do not interest me. Tell Simone I'm not going to prove that girl that she sent me for the Brazilian layout. I asked for clean, athletic, smiling. She sent me dirty, tired, and paunchy. And RSVP, yes, the Michael Kors party. I want the driver to drop me off at 9.30 and pick me up at 9.45 sharp. The lesson? During Miranda's more vulnerable moments, it's clear that her behavior is driven by her own unrelenting perfectionism and the scrutiny she endures. What she fails to learn is that if you don't treat your employees with respect and give them a measure of work-life balance, you'll lose your best talent, just as she does. Just imagine what they're going to write about me. The dragon lady, career-obsessed. Snow Queen drives away another Mr. Priestley. Rupert Murdoch should cut me a check for all the papers I sell for him. Anyway, I don't... I don't really care what anybody writes about me. But my... My girls, I just... It's just so unfair to the girls. Just... Another disappointment. Another letdown. Another father. Our next lesson comes courtesy of The Office's Michael Scott. Michael just rented The Devil Wears Prada. He has his Netflix sent here to The Office, and he watches them in pieces when things are slow. Steak! Where's my steak? He's a big Meryl Streep fan, so I shouldn't be surprised that he's identified with her character. For seven seasons, he was a needy boss who let his desperation for others' approval, attention, and affection drive poor decisions and inappropriate behavior. That's what she said. (laughs) It is only when Michael Scott learns to be more confident in the final season that he fulfills some of his leadership potential. The lesson? People-pleasing clouds a manager's ability to make the best decisions, especially when they may be unpopular. And when you don't put faith in your employees and stay true to your word, it's hard to cultivate one of the most important elements of leadership, trust. And, as we learned from our first bad boss, emulating Miranda Priestley is not a good leadership approach. 
I owe you an apology. You finished the movie. Yeah, it was awesome. Big surprise ending. Won't ruin it for you. No, go ahead. Meryl Streep is the bad guy. You never see it coming. Anyway, if I was mean in any way to you, I'm sorry. I just want what's best for you, Manushka. Makushla! He's watching Million Dollar Baby. He's gonna try to kill me. Our next bad boss is Katherine Parker from the 1988 movie Working Girl. Tess, you know, you don't get anywhere in this world by waiting for what you want to come to you. You make it happen. Catherine, played by Sigourney Weaver, steals her assistant's ideas and tries to take credit for them. When the deception is finally revealed, as it so often is, Catherine loses her job and her assistant gets the opportunity of a lifetime. Oh, Miss Parker, let me ask you a question. How did you come up with the idea for Trask to buy up Metro? How did I, uh... Well, let's see, the, um... The impulse. What led you to put the two together? Well, you know, I would have to check my files. I can't recall exactly the, um... The leadership lesson? When you surround yourself with good people, recognize their ideas and achievements. Taking credit for others' work will quickly ruin a reputation. If you are insinuating... Miss Parker, if I were you, I'd go to your office and take a long, last look around. Because in about five minutes, I'm going to see to it that you get the boot. But good. Orin, this is a simple misunderstanding, and I... You cannot... I can, and I will. Now get your... What did you call it? Bony ass. Right. Bony ass out of my sight. This episode of The New Way We Work is brought to you by Verizon, the network you can rely on for your phone and for your home internet. Find the plan that's right for you at verizon.com. The next bad boss is Bill Lumberg from the 1999 movie Office Space. Hello, Peter. What's happening? He is the ultimate micromanager, sticking his nose in everything from how employees fill out forms to which office supplies they're permitted to have. And instead of focusing on outcomes, Lumberg keeps his employees where he can see them, even on their time off. Oh, oh, and I almost forgot. Uh, I'm also going to need you to go ahead and come in on Sunday, too, okay? We uh, lost some people this week, and uh, we need to sort of play catch-up. Thanks. The leadership lesson? As Kander pointed out on this show, micromanaging destroys innovation, curiosity, and a desire to move an organization forward. She said, the bosses that don't recognize how they get in their own way are getting the smallest amount from their employees. The last bad boss is Leslie Stevens from Blackish. Leslie is a partner in an advertising agency. He's racist, although he doesn't see himself that way. I could swear that you told me that you went to Harvard when I interviewed you. No. I mean, not that I wouldn't have hired you if I had known that you went to some school for blacks that obviously... White people abandoned. He regularly drops microaggressions and biased remarks into his conversations. Occasionally, the behavior and comments have become too much and lead to some of the show's most insightful, moving, and provocative moments. Do you have any idea how many successful black Americans went to HBCUs? MLK, Spike Lee, Diddy, Ta-Nehisi Coates, Kamala Harris, Oprah. The leadership lesson? Racism and bias in the office reflect their presence as a whole. Only when they are recognized and confronted can leaders hope to create a truly inclusive workplace. 
Perhaps the reason that the bad boss trope is so common in pop culture is that it's so common in our workplaces. While you hopefully don't see yourself reflected in any of these over-the-top expressions of poor leadership, there may be a few moments that hit close to home. And through our collective cathartic release in laughing at and cringing at these bad bosses, we just maybe can find our way to becoming better managers. And that's all for this episode. If you're a new listener, be sure to subscribe to The New Way We Work wherever you listen. And if you like this episode, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And we want to hear from you. Who is your favorite pop culture bad boss? Email us at podcast at fastcompany.com or tweet us with the hashtag The New Way We Work. Thanks to Gwen Moran for her help in finding the bad bosses from TV and film for this episode. Gwen wrote an article outlining all of the bad bosses from this episode, along with a few others. The link to that article is in the show notes for this episode. The New Way We Work was produced by Joshua Christensen with editing by Nicholas Torres. 